everybody. Welcome to this mini movie review. This review is about Titane from 2021. It is a body horror drama film written and directed by Julia DeCorno. Uh, it is a French-Belgian co-production. Now, I have reviewed another movie by this director, uh, Julia DeCorno, and the movie I reviewed by her previously was Raw. It was uh, the third mini movie review I've done. So if you go to number three, that was a, a previous movie by the same director, um, a French film about a vegetarian going to a veterinary school or college. And I really liked it. It was really good. So I'm excited to check out Titane. I don't know a whole lot about it. I've heard a few things. I think she has sex with a car, <laughs> something like that in it. I'm not quite sure. So this movie, Titane stars Agath Roussel in her feature film as a woman named Alexia who is injured in a car accident as a child gets a titanium plate fitted into her head. This movie was released at the Cannes Film Festival July 13th, 2021 and then in France July 14th, 2021 and in Belgium July 28th, 2021. It runs 108 minutes. I will be watching it in French with subtitles and it brought to the box office $4.6 million. At the Cannes Film Festival when Titan came out, July 2021, the director uh, became the second female director to win the Palme d'Or, the festival's top award. Um, and she was also the first female filmmaker to win solo. So it's received a lot of critical acclaim. I'm getting a lot of this from Wikipedia, but I've been wanting to see it because again, like I said, I liked Raw a lot. So I'm interested to see uh, what this is going to be. I don't want to look too much into the plot. We'll find out exactly what happens between Alexia and this car. But yeah, so I'm going to go check out 2021's Titan and I'll be back to let you know what I think. Okay, I watched Titan. If I could summarize it up, here's what I'd say. This movie made all of my parts hurt. My my nose, uh, my brain, like my head, uh, lady bits, everything. <laughs> this movie has a lot of body horror type transformation things. It starts out, there's a, a little girl in the back of a car. Her name is Alexia. She is going to be the main character for this movie. Her dad's driving the car. And at first, like, like you find, I found her kind of annoying because she's an annoying little kid. I didn't mind the Duke boy, all right? I understood why he was the way he was, but we don't know yet about this one. So when I see this little girl and see what she's doing, I'm like, oh my gosh. So Alexi's in the back seat and she's making these race car sounds while her dad's driving. And her dad is annoyed by her and he's turning up the radio and he's telling her to stop and she's getting louder. So eventually she starts just kicking the back of his seat. She then goes to take her seatbelt off and then he very abruptly freaks out and reaches behind her and yells at her and it causes the car to crash and they run into a cement barrier and she ends up smacking her head into the window of the car. So then it cuts to the hospital and this little girl's probably about 10 or so and they have shaved her head, like the whole thing, and she's now getting a titanium plate put in the side of her head and it's sewed up and they the scar's kind of unique looking. I'd say it looks kind of like, it reminded me of a fiddlehead fern, if you've ever seen one of those. Kind of looked like that, like a little curl on the end of it. 
They tell the, the dad, if you notice anything weird about her, like her speech or her balance or anything, bring her back in immediately. But as long as she doesn't get like a violent hit to her head or anything, she should be fine. So they leave and now the mom is there. And so all three of them are leaving and she kind of walks away from her parents and goes up to the car and hugs it and gives it a kiss. And she's not mad at the car. So she really likes this car. It's just like a white four-door compact car type thing. So then it cuts to the future and she's now an adult, Alexia is. And she's still got the scar pretty apparent on the side of her head. She's grown out some hair now, but she has it kind of shaved a little bit on the side. And I don't know if they just didn't use any Mederma or something, but it didn't really, like the scar is still pretty apparent. And now she is a dancer. It's like a warehouse that has a bunch of classic cars in it. And she dances on the cars. <laughs> some of it made me laugh a little. I don't know. It just seems a little silly. All these guys in this warehouse, and there's a couple other women too, but it's mostly these guys walking around and it's nighttime and there's all these lights and these different cars. She gets up there and she does her, her dance on this Cadillac that has, it's not my favorite type of paint job. It's like all these fake looking flames. She dances on it and the guys walking around ask for like selfies and a lot of them ask for signatures, which I thought was kind of weird, you know, like they're celebrities. So she gets a selfie with this guy and she's dancing and then the night's over. So then she goes to shower and there's a bunch of the other girls there and they're all showering and at one point she gets her hair stuck on the nipple piercing of this other girl whose name is Justine. I was like, wow, that's awkward. <laughs> you know, she's like trying to untangle it and they have a bit of like a laugh chat about it or whatever, you know, it's not, you know, she doesn't really say a whole lot in this movie, Alexia. She's not a huge talker. She gets that undone and she's, you know, done for the night, everything's shut down and she leaves. And while there are bouncers to help guys from being too handsy with the women there, there wasn't really anyone to help her walk out to her car. So she gets out to her car and the guy who she took a selfie with earlier shows up and he's basically coming on to her and being like, I love you and, you know, could I get a kiss and can I get all this stuff? And she's just done. She's like, okay, whatever. And then he leans in to give her a kiss and so she kind of goes with it. And she has this large hairpin, long like metal looking chopstick shape looking thing in her hair. And so when he kisses her, she grabs onto him and pulls the hairpin out and stabs it into his ear. And it's pretty graphic. Like it goes into his ear and it's graphic in the sense of like he starts like having a seizure and like frothing at the mouth and he dies. And so she gets out and she takes the hairpin back out and she goes back inside to shower. So when she's in there showering, she hears a banging sound coming from inside the warehouse or wherever she's at. And she goes in there and the lights are on on that Cadillac car, the one she was dancing all over. She goes in there and she she's already naked anyway, so she because she walks out from that shower and she goes into the car and she has sex with the car. Now, the way that she does it, it's apparent, at least to me, I got the sense of she was punishing herself in some way or maybe even looking for comfort after what she just did, something like that, because it's just, she gets in there and she's naked and it's the kind of car where the front doesn't have like a middle missing. So it's like a, the whole front seat is completely like you could lay down in it. So she's sitting in there and she's got each of the seat belts wrapped around her arms and she's basically just spread eagle <laughs> in a way. They don't, they don't show it, but she's, I guess, doing what she's doing on the gear shift, the stick shift. But she's going to town to the point where the car is starting to like hydraulic bounce up and down. And it, I, I, this really did make me laugh because just these, the, the lights in the car and there's no one else around. And she's, I'm like, oh, okay. And so she finishes that. She gets back home and then she sleeps and it goes to like the next morning she wakes up and she's living with her parents. And she really doesn't have much of a relationship at all with them, especially the dad. They don't even really talk. 
she wakes up and she's like, ow, my stomach hurts. And I'm like, yeah, girl, like what, <laughs> what you did last night to yourself, geez, ow. And she's got like bruises down there. And then there's like this black fluid coming out. And she's like, that's weird. And so she's in there chilling in the living room. And it is also like loosely implied based on the news that Alexia is a serial killer. They're not sure who it is, but she's been, someone's been killing several men and women in the past few months. She tells her mom her stomach hurts, and then she has her, the mom's like, well, have your dad check it. I guess the dad's like a doctor or something. So the dad goes to check her abdomen, and at one point she tells him to go lower, and he gets disgusted and walks away. And at that point, I got the sense more of something had maybe happened between her and the dad. The dad abused her in some way, and maybe that could have also been why she was that way as a child. Because she was frustrated and angry and upset. You know, maybe felt like she couldn't say what was really going on. Everything's a bit more implied in this movie. It's not, like, super apparent. And also, I did get the sense of the car being maybe even standing in for some other guy. There's a lot of ways you could perceive this movie, I think. So, she goes to this house party. And Justine's there. And now she and Justine are, like, making out. And she starts, again, with that nipple piercing. Licking the nipple piercing and everything. And they're on top of some car, I think, outside. And it's not really working out. You know, like, she ends up <laughs> she ends up grabbing it with her teeth and pulling on it. And I'm just like, ow, ow, ow. And the girl's like, ow, what is your problem? And so they stop. And again, Alexia doesn't really say a whole lot. It's more through, like, actions and stuff. And so she just gets, like, irritated or whatever. And she's not feeling that great. And so she goes over to the water's edge and throws up in the water, which I don't know why. I mean, I guess maybe you feel like you're going to feed the fish. <laughs> like, maybe not put it in the water. But she does that. She's like, oh, you know, my stomach hurts. And she, like, touches her stomach and it's bigger. And I think this is going to supposed to be some time later. It's almost as if it was, like, the next day or that night. But I think this has actually been, like, a few months later. Because it turns out she is pregnant from this car. And she's, again, leaking what I believe is motor oil from between her legs now. At first, I thought maybe the baby was just growing really fast in her. But again, I think this has been, like, a full nine months with this whole story, maybe. So she, like, mentions it to Justine, I guess. They don't really show it. But they cut back to Justine's house, and she has bought a pregnancy test. And she takes the pregnancy test, and she's like, oh my god, I'm pregnant. And she takes that same hairpin while she's sitting on the toilet, and she decides to try to terminate the pregnancy. But again, I'm just like, ow, ow, okay, no, honey. <laughs> like... The whole time she's trying to shove this hairpin between her legs. It's not working. She gets frustrated and heads back down and her and Justine start making out. And then she ends up killing Justine by putting the hairpin in her face. There's like three other people upstairs, two guys and a woman, who I believe are having like a threesome or something, some sort of thing up there. And so the one guy comes down and he hears the commotion of her killing Justine and he's like, hey, what's up? And then so she takes a fire poker to him and eventually takes a kitchen stool puts it into his mouth and basically sits on it. So then it goes into the back of his head. Like, it's all pretty gruesome. And so now she's just on a roll. And so then the woman comes downstairs and she sees what's happening. And so she goes after her. And now it's almost like Alexia's in some sort of trance. Like, she's laughing a little bit. And then there's this other guy that came out naked. And he seemed really sweet, but he was like, everything okay? And then she hugs him and then kills him too. The woman gets away, though. So she gets away. So then Alexia comes home. And she's got completely like different clothes on and a blanket. And this part wasn't super apparent to me until later when I read about more about the movie. What it looked like to me is she burnt the evidence, came inside, locked her parents in the bedroom door. Her dad saw her do it and then left. 
what really happened apparently is she tries to burn the evidence she ends up setting the house on fire and then she locks her parents in the bedroom and leaves so her parents are supposed to be dead because later on i was like oh i wonder if her parents ever got out of that room but no apparently her parents are dead i don't know why i didn't pick up on that but that's what happened so she leaves and now because that woman got free and she is apparently you know made a report to the police or someone they have kind of a drawing of her face and now she's wanted for murder so she goes to this like train station and Alexia decides to change her appearance to look like this boy who we've seen a little bit on TV already. His name is Adrian. He went missing when he was about seven or so. And now it's been 10 years, so he should be about 17, 18. So she decides to change her appearance to look like this boy so then she can hide who she is. So she, cu- she goes into the bathroom of this train station with like a little scissors and stuff and she cuts her hair like really badly. She takes some um, like ace bandages and, and tapes down her breasts and her stomach. So that's all tied down. So she, you know, she's got like a big hoodie and stuff on. And then she grossly, which I, I don't like nose stuff, she breaks her own nose on the sink in the bathroom. So now her nose is like all nasty and she's got two black eyes and then she immediately goes to the police station and turns herself in as Adrian. And so this is where the movie kind of takes a little bit more of a change. It becomes a, to me, it becomes kind of a second story that drags on maybe a little too long. There's a couple scenes with all this side of the story that probably could have been shortened or taken out for me, but it's still pretty interesting. So it cuts to this guy, Vincent. He's like in his 50s, 60s. He's this buff fire captain, fire chief, firefighter dude and he is adrian's dad and and i'm like oh this is so mean to do to this guy he has been looking for his son for a decade and now she's pretending to be adrian he doesn't want a dna test and he's like yes that is my son he wants to believe it so badly so he takes adrian home and alexia doesn't really talk a whole lot again so i mean it kind of is in her favor and vincent ties it down to like trauma and things like that and vincent starts introducing adrian to like the other firefighters and people around as her as his son you know even they're kind of skeptical and during all this while she's living with vincent she's still taping down her breasts and her pregnant stomach who, that is growing and vincent himself is going through his own type of metamorphosis changing transformation he has been injecting himself with steroids right into the booty to the point where it's like real bruised to kind of like keep up with his firefighters and but he is also finding that he's building an immunity to him so he's it's just getting more and more intense and he's like super red and like veiny (laughs) and it's just like ah he's a lot he starts having vincent starts having alexia who is portraying as adrian do little side jobs with the firefighters, like help out with certain calls and things like that and gives them kind of a job. Even some of the firefighters kind of confront Vincent about who Adrian really is. He immediately shuts it down. He starts to become very possessive over Adrian and Alexia keeps trying to escape and he even asks her, he's like, why do you keep running away from me? <laughs> like, she's like, this is getting to be too much. I gotta go. She leaves, like he, he they get in a fight kind of and, he, and he's like, just go, you know, if you want to go. And so Alexia leaves, but then decides to come back. That's when Vincent has given like a too much of a dose of steroids to himself. He has a cardiac arrhythmia. Alexia decides to, to stick it out with him because obviously this man is hurting. I think she feels bad. 
So time is passing on. She's getting bigger. It's harder to hide that she's a woman that's pregnant. It's starting to really hurt on her stomach. She's scratching a lot and it's starting to get like uh, lots of scratches and like veins and things all over her breasts and her stomach. And it's getting kind of creepy looking, you know, she's getting cramps. She can kind of feel this baby or whatever in, you know, in her, you know, time is run is ticking out what she's going to do. She's acting a little bit lovingly to her stomach, you know, but she, and she feels bad that she has to tape it down. She's just kind of riding out where this is going to go. She don't know. So now Adrian's mother comes back into the picture. Vincent and Adrian's mother have, I guess, divorced, but Vincent has stayed in the family home and left the bedroom exactly as his son left it. So like, this is a, is a big deal. Like that this kid, the ex-wife shows up and she hugs Adrian and she's pretty skeptical. So she ends up walking in on Adrian, well, Alexia when she's undressed and she sees the stomach and the breasts and she walks over and she goes, I don't know what you're trying to pull and I'm not going to say anything. But I want you to just go along with it for Vincent's sake because he is in not a good way and just good luck to you. And just leaves Alexia there. And then later, Vincent walks in on Alexia. She ends up dropping her towel and he sees the breasts and he just like, he's, he's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. He he's just so wants to believe it. And he just wants someone in his life, I think, to care for, to be there with him. He's probably very lonely and just wants to, you know, move on from all this and so he basically tells Alexia whoever you are you are my son he hasn't really seen the stomach but he knows that it's a woman they really like to dance at this fire station all the guys just dancing together some are shirtless they're all like you know dancing around and the fire chief Vincent likes to dance and they're all having like this party in the station by the trucks and the firefighters are kind of getting used to Adrian. They're still a little weirded out, but they're like, hey, whatever. He's all right. And so they're like, dance, Adrian, you know, and so he starts dancing and he gets on top of the fire truck. And so this is Alexia as Adrian. And Alexia starts breaking out the dance moves that she would use on the car. So everything starts getting real weird. <laughs> and like the music's going, it's kind of a funny scene and kind of weird because she She's just like dancing all sexy, but like looking like Adrian. Alexia is just like smacking her ass and like moving around and like grabbing her breasts and all this stuff. And there's like, this is not, what? <laughs> They're so confused. And then Vincent walks in and he's all disappointed. He walks out of the group. And so like she sees it and she knows he's disappointed in her and everyone's all confused by her. And so now after everyone leaves, she has sex with a fire truck. And it's just like a real quick scene. But it's, again, this is another reason I kind of feel like maybe she's comforting or punishing herself by this. So she has sex with the fire truck. She's close to having this baby and her body is starting to break down. She's starting to like peel a little of the skin on her stomach and you can see a titanium plate where her belly is. And then it comes down to her having this baby. At this point, Vincent's like pretty depressed and all this stuff. And he lays down on the bed and he goes to light himself on fire. Like he pours some alcohol on him and then goes to light on fire to kill himself, which I'm like, ouch. And he lights himself on fire, but then he ends up putting it out. And so then, then Alexia comes in and she's in labor. She comes in onto the, like lays on the bed and he realizes she's pregnant. She kind of tries to seduce him a bit and like kiss him. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, my name is Alexia. It's not Adrian. Please help me. I'm scared. I'm having this baby, whatever it is. This isn't going to come out between your legs. Like if this is like a car baby or whatever this is supposed to be, it's going to probably just rip through her stomach. But I was wrong. It does come out <laughs> between her legs, but okay. And so Vincent helps her. She's on the bed. She's screaming like her stomach is kind of splitting. It's really crazy. And he's just down there like this is nuts. And she gives birth to this baby. And as she's giving birth and pushing the baby out, the titanium plate 
on her skull splits open on the final push. Which I guess basically is like a violent hit to the head, which is what her doctors kind of told her dad as when she was a kid. So it ends up killing her. So she gives birth to this baby, and it's a baby. I think it's supposed to be a boy, I read later. And it's a baby, and it's got a cute little, like, metallic titanium spine that you can see. Like, you don't really see the baby's face, but Vincent picks it up and holds it. And again, Alexia passes away. She dies from childbirth. And Vincent holds the baby, and he just keeps telling it that he's here. You know, I'm here, I'm here. And that's the end of the movie. All in all, I liked it. It's a very weird, unique different type movie if you're looking for something that's a bit different with some body horror elements in it. I think some of the drama lasted a little too long for it to be like a full horror movie maybe, but it's definitely got like the body horror and I really give props to the actress who played Alexia, Agath or Agatha Roussel. It was her feature film. She had mostly done like just a couple couple short films. And this is her main like feature film that she did. And it's quite a role to take on. She went through a lot of transformations and different things she had to act out and just all of this. So yeah, I did like the movie a lot. I would recommend it. I'm not going to rate it, but I would also say that I liked Raw better, which is another movie that she did, I think 2016, I think. I liked Raw a bit more than Titan because I found that it was a little easier to follow. And I also thought the ending was more satisfying in Raw than it was in this movie. I th still think they're both great. I think she's doing some great stuff out there for horror. I mean, for me, I don't like all these remakes and reboots all the time. So it's nice to have, you know, a different type of movie to see in the horror genre. So definitely check out Titan. Check out Raw. Thanks for checking out this review of 2021's Titan. Bye.